Welcome to Long Live the Music, a podcast from It's All Dead, made by music fans for music fans. I'm Kyle Hawk. Welcome to Long Live the Music. So glad you could join us tonight. Uh, it is 9.37 p.m. here on the East Coast on Wednesday, January 18th. And we had an exciting day. A brand new track from Fall Out Boy has arrived. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. There's a new album coming as well on uh, March 24th. We're going to get into all of it, as well as some breaking news in the Fallout Boy world. I uh, am Kyle Hawk, editor-in-chief at itsalldead.com. I am joined tonight by uh, partner in crime, Nadia Alves. Nadia, thanks for hopping on the pod tonight. Anytime. We, uh, we've been texting today about Fallout Boy. Also, we're going to talk about the uh, news of the uh, Sad Summerfest um, roster lineup uh, and dates being announced today. But the, the main thing we're going to talk about is is new Fallout Boy because we've been waiting. Um, and the funny thing is, you know, we're in the midst uh, of posting our most anticipated um, articles at It's All Dead uh, the past couple weeks. And the first one that went up last week was yours, Nadia. You wrote about Fallout Boy. And literally that day, after like a few weeks of teasing, they straight up announced, hey, January 18th, there's going to be a new song. So it was like perfectly timed. I don't think that's ever happened. We have a long history on our site of doing these most anticipated features that end up not happening or it happens like a year or two years later than when we actually want it to. And like yours like coincided almost to the day. Um, congratulations. How does it feel? It actually feels incredible. If I can just say, um, I feel like my intuition is always very good for absolutely no reason. I don't know <laughs> what it is. You were spot on on this one. And I'm glad you were because um, this is going to be a fun year. And, you know, I was thinking uh, earlier tonight before we did this that when Fallout Boy came back in 2013, um, it was around this time, I want to say, that they dropped the the first single, um, Light Em Up, from Save Rock and Roll, and then that album came out in April. Um, but this fall is going to be the 10-year anniversary of It's All Dead. And a lot of that, you know, the those late months in 2013, uh, Kyle Schultz and I spent a lot of time talking about that Fall Out Boy al- album. It kind of was a, a moment that kind of defined that year, in a sense, of this band that we thought was kind of gone for good suddenly suddenly being back in our lives and revitalized and fallout boy has had a whole incredible second act um since that time we've talked about that we've talked about every album they put out since that that period um and there's a lot to discuss tonight but first we got to get into um the main news which is that the first single has dropped it's called love from the other side it is track one on the new album called so much for stardust which is going to be out on march 24th um, before we get into talking about the song and the album, right as Nadia and I were getting ready to record this, we saw that Fallout Boy had tweeted a note from Joe uh, Troman, uh, guitarist to Fallout Boy, that is revealing that he is taking a break and stepping away from Fallout Boy um, for a, a period of time here that isn't really defined. Apparently, it's to um, you know work on his mental health. It sounds like he's been struggling and um, being in a ba- major band that's about to release a new album and probably going a huge tour maybe is not not the right fit for where um, he is at personally. So one, it's a bummer to hear um, that news about Joe. We, you know, wish him well and hope that uh, he gets better soon. But it's also definitely a surprise. And you and I were talking about the the video that came out today um, to accompany the single. 
doesn't have Joe in it. It has somebody dressed up as a raccoon. It's like part of the the shtick of the story that this old Pete Wentz is telling, I guess, his granddaughter. Um, but even as I watched, I was like, huh, that's weird. Was Joe like not available to do the video? Was something going on? Well, now we know. Um, and uh, yeah, it's definitely um, a little jarring. What What's your first reaction to that news, Nadia? Honestly, just, yeah, kind of bummed. Um, I I feel like Fall Out Boy has always been kind of that four piece. You always have seen all four of those guys. Um, so yeah. it's interesting to kind of see them three be a three piece now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel bad. But yeah, it you is know, a bummer. Do what you do. Uh, right. Um, yeah, Joe, Andy, Pete, Patrick, you know, that's the that's the four. It'll be um a little bit different this time around, especially if Joe's not gonna be available to tour, which I'm gonna presume that he's not. Um, but again, we wish him well. Um hope to see him back back on stage with the rest of the guys soon. Um let, let's talk about the track. Um there's a lot to talk about. People are excited, like hardcore Fallout Boy fans, I think, are really excited. Um, I, the first kind of reactions I've seen are people kind of comparing um, the song to, I guess, sort of the aesthetic and vibe of Infinity on High. And I get that. I, I can hear it as well. It's definitely, we haven't heard this version of Fallout Boy. And by this version, I mean more guitar-driven, rockier, heavier sounding fallout boy since before the break at least folly ado days um of course they've always been a you know guitar driven band but you know over the past few years they've leaned you know much harder into the pop direction this does feel like a throwback in a lot of ways was that your first reaction and what were your just overall takes on the song itself uh yes i'm very glad to hear them be a rock band again i know that seems kind of dumb um you remember when mania came out and um i think we i think they announced the album or they released the album and we jumped all three of us jumped on the podcast and mm-hmm. to talk about it and i was like "Ugh, i don't think i like it yep. and i don't think i still like it i'm not sure i haven't listened to it in a while um but this feels like um a welcome change of pace to me personally, I always liked Folia Do. I always liked Infinity on High. Um, so I'm glad to see them be- leaning back in that direction. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for it as well. I don't think I had the same reaction that I saw a lot of people having online, which is like, oh, finally, you know, this band's finally, you know, making good music again. Or they're, you know, like th- there was a lot of that. And even people talking about how the last several albums haven't been good. And I just couldn't disagree more. You know, I, I still feel pretty strongly about Mania being a really good, fun album. And I also still feel strongly that um, American Beauty, American Psycho is like one of the best albums they've ever made. I'd still probably rank it as my second favorite of theirs. So like, you know, the these past three albums from Fall Out Boy, I mean, it's kind of been the running joke that like everybody wants them to make take this to your grave again, which is something that is never going to happen. And you should never expect that of a band that wants to grow and evolve. But I've, I've enjoyed, you know, all of the music fallout boys made. So for me, this wasn't a moment of like, Oh, finally I can get back into fallout boy. But I definitely saw a lot of that today. And honestly, it kind of surprised me because it's like, you know, fallout boys, we've, as we've talked about over the years, they've definitely maintained a lot of their early popularity, if not even expanded on it. I mean, you hear them even now it's been, you know, four or five years since we've had an album from them. You still hear them at like every sporting event you hear them when you go to the store, you hear them on the radio. So, um, you know, I, I think there's this hardcore sort of inner circle of fallout boy fans that date way back in the day and have been pining for fallout boy to go back to their roots or something. Is that 
feel like a fair assessment. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wouldn't call myself a hardcore Fall Out Boy fan, but I, I guess I can see where they're coming from. Um, when I had gotten into them, I think they had just released Save Rock and Roll. And like they had just been like done for their first time, I guess. Um, I can't remember exactly when it was. Um, but it was like in that in-between of like, you know, quote unquote, good Fall Out Boy music. And then like this era of, you know, albums people think that are not good. Um, but I agree with you. I don't think any of their albums are bad. I just I do have albums that I prefer more. Um, but I don't think it's because of any specific sound. Like I feel like people are just trying to be picky, honestly. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, to me, this song feels like it has a little something for everybody to enjoy. I mean, there's definitely, it's much more guitar driven than their recent stuff has been, but it's also, there's a lot of theatrics. There's a, there's a lot going on, honestly, sonically in this album. And of course, lyrically, um, Pete is right back at it. Everybody's kind of been parsing through the lyrics today. I, I don't know about you, but I, the, the lyric I've seen shared the most on Twitter today is from the pre-chorus where he says, I'd never go. I just want to be invited. Um, and you know, I guess that's a sentiment that maybe a lot of us feel as introverts. Um, but there's also a lot of sort of little callback moments, I feel like, throughout the album where they're kind of like giving nod to, um, you know, previous stuff they've done, which is a very Fallout Boy thing to do. Um, but in terms of like the lyrics and, and you know, that part of the song, was there anything that kind of stuck out to you or even the melody? Is it something that you found stuck in your head today? What, what's been your reaction? Um, just like the fact that you use the word theatrical, like I really, that's really what I thought about. I was like, this is so dramatic, like big guitars, but then like, I don't know, they, they just do theatrical so well that I just feel like it yeah. sounds very familiar already. Like just, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a really great lead in. And of course we only have one song. We have no idea what the rest of the album sounds like. Although, uh, I think, I don't know if it was the fallout boy count itself or somebody from fallout boy had quote tweeted someone who was basically doing one of those. Oh, thank goodness. They're making guitar music again. And the quote treat was basically like, well, you know, if you like this, you're going to love the album. Yeah. It's the fallout boy account. The T O crunchy uh, tweeted when I hear an actual real life guitar, two seconds into the new fallout boy song. And it's got a um, Woody from toy story meme saying, hold up, let him cook. And Fallout Boy says, this is just the appetizer. Wait till the full meal is served. So it sounds like we're getting, um, you know, pop punk with an edge Fallout Boy with this new album. So so people certainly be excited. And the album itself, as we mentioned, um, is called So Much for Stardust. It comes out March 24th. The, the big things that stuck out to me immediately here, one, they're back on Fueled by Ramen um, and... and uh, also being released through Electra, but they haven't had Fueled by Ramen attached to any of their albums, I want to say at least since Fall You Do. I may even be misremembering that. It may have been earlier, um, but that was kind of cool to see. And then the producer, Neil Averin, um, who produced um, From Under the Cork Tree, Infinity on High, um, and uh, I believe Fall You Do as well, he hasn't produced any of the the band's music since they've been back. So a lot of people are really excited to see that. Neil Avron, of course, also really well known for producing, I think, almost every Yellow Card album, producing Newfound Glory. He produced New Surrender by Anne Berlin, a band that we love. Um, so that was definitely something that stuck out. Just given the sound of the song, seeing the Fueled by Ramen name, seeing Neil, Neil Avron attached to this album, it just feels like we're going to get 
a really big nod to the band's roots with this. I mean, it just feels like everything's pointing towards that, right? For sure. I'm actually, I'm on spin now and, um, Fall Out Boy is going back to its roots for its new album. First mm-hmm. release for the Fueled by Ramen label since 2003 debut, Take This to Your Grave. So it's been a oh, wow. really long time. I was way off on that. Yeah, Super that's crazy. So, yeah, definitely it's a funny because, yeah, I think when I see Fueled by Ramen, they're just one of those bands that I immediately attach their name to it, even though they didn't release music on it since like that first album. But I think that because of Pete's association with them, like Decadence was a, um, a label, I believe, under Fuel by Ramen, and he released all kinds of music through that, like Gym Class Heroes and Panic the Disco. So I think they've kind of always been associated there, so it feels like home. Um, but it is kind of cool to see. Uh, the track list leaked. We were looking for it. It got taken down a lot of places, but fortunately it's still alive and well on Reddit. It's 13 tracks long. Um, there's no like sentence-long Fallout Boy songs. If there's one thing that's missing from this, that uh, would have been like the ultimate throwback Fallout Boy. It would have been like almost every song being ten to fifteen words long. That's not the case. Um, but you mentioned there's track seven, the Pink Seashell, featuring Ethan Hawke. By the way, everybody's kind of been wondering like what that's about. I saw someone speculating that maybe it's a um, you know a quote from uh, Reality Bites, a movie that Ethan Hawke starred in. Who knows what it is, but it's definitely random to see. But you were mentioning the Peak Seashell being associated with one of the postcards that they'd been sending out, right? I, I don't think I even saw that, but there was a lot of like little breadcrumbs that were happening in the weeks leading up to this. Yes. So like what like I wrote in my little blurb about it, um, people started getting postcards and stuff. And then the website, it was just like a beach scene and a pink seashell. And then when you click the seashell, it was like, oh, never mind. And it turned into like this black thing, like, you know, emo, emo island, basically. Um, uh, yeah. And yeah, it was kind of like, haha, we're we're back and we're a rock band now again, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that was their intent. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's like, I, I bet it's going to be just like one of those. What's it called? Like an interlude? Like not really yeah. a, not mm. really a song, but just a little something. something. Interesting. A little something, yeah, something in the middle. Yeah, it could be. Hold Me Like a Grudge, that definitely feels like a Pete Wentz title. Yeah. Um, I Am My Own Muse, also very Pete Wentz. Flu Game, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Michael Jordan, uh, Nadia, but the the infamous Flu Game in the 1997 NBA Finals has to be what that is um, hearkening to. Of course, they're from Chicago, so there's that association. I was um, born in 1997, so I don't remember <laughs> you didn't watch the flu game come on <laughs> believe it or How not you miss it? no i didn't <laughs> um but it, it'll be fun to see like what else they release from this i'm sure we'll get to hear at least another track or two before the the album drops in march um so it'll be fun to to kind of see it roll out but the good news is it's here and we know it's here now the next thing that i wanted to talk with you about is just kind of the general reaction that we saw today i mean obviously we're in our own sort of like scene bubble echo chamber. So we follow lots of people online that are all going to be talking about this thing, but it does seem, I saw other people tweeting about fallout boy too. Even people that were kind of like making fun of it, like the, the ringers, uh, ringer dish podcast, Twitter handle, like tweeted out a picture of the, like the old Pete Wentz from the music video and was like, what it feels like today, listening to fallout boy. It seemed like there were some, there were like the people like celebrating it. And then there were the people that were kind of poking fun of like, oh, people are listening to Fallout Boy in 2023. I don't know if you saw all that, 
but I, I felt like the majority of the reaction was positive from what I saw. What did you see? No, I consider myself to be chronically online. So I have seen all of that and more. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Everybody really is just split right down the middle. Either they're a big fan or they're not. And I just don't think that's fair. Like, Fall Out Boy has always been good. There's been there's nothing wrong with Fall Out Boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just, mean, there's I always know. been a divisiveness, I think, to them because they were kind of like poster boys for the scene in a way. And if you weren't into the emo thing, that was an easy band like them and My Chemical Romance were like easy bands, easy bands to point to and kind of make fun of or whatever. But like at this point, there's not a lot of people that haven't crossed paths with the music of Fall Out Boy in some way or another, right? So you've either exactly. made up your mind of like exactly. you're into it or you're not, I guess. Exactly. Um, but they it's still not... matter. Like from yes, a pop culture sure. perspective, Fall Out Boy is still a thing. That Like I'm yes. on point with that. I mean, um, wh- where would you, you know... We obviously have Paramore. Having they have a new album coming out this year, um, next month. Actually, we're going to be talking a lot about that um, in the lead up to that, and as it comes out. But like, there's certain bands in the scene that just still hold that weight. That when they do something, when they put out a song, when they go on tour, when they release an album, like everybody just kind of stops and has to pay attention for a minute. And that to me is still Fallout Boy, and I think they're always going to be that. I think so too. But you know, what? I was just thinking about that, and like my chem released a song and did a major tour and i didn't see a lot of like oh people are still listening to my chemical romance like i just i don't know where's the respect for fallout boy put some respect on fallout boy's name or else so you're saying like the the general reaction of my chemical romance was more of a positive one than fallout boys happening yeah i think maybe you're right paramore too Everybody was excited about that. And the only reason people weren't excited about the new Panic at the Disco album is because it was terrible. You know what I mean? Like, if that was a good yeah. album, like, I think that people would have been positive about that, too. Well, if What's Kyle wrong Schultz with was here Boy? to defend it. But, um, oh, gosh. No, you're right. I mean, so Paramore have become, like, the indie darlings. Like, they've gone from, like, being a almost an undercover scene band to being, like, you know, the pitchforks of the world embrace Paramore now. So that's like the aspect to them is that they've sort of had, they haven't had a renaissance. It's just that so many people that needed to come around on them finally came around on them and are now like celebrating, I think, for everything they missed out on with that band. My Chemical Romance, I think for them, it was like they took so much of the brunt of like the emo hate and the emo fear and the emo backlash that now that we're a ways away from it and people have kind of reconciled that maybe a lot of that reaction was misplaced and misguided. It's like we have to make up for it with my chemical romance. Fallout Boy have just kind of like been there, you know. Um, so maybe that's the difference. They don't have like a they're just kind of a poster boy band, but they haven't had like something where like people have had to come back around on them and in some way where those other bands had that. But um I, I wanted to ask you what you think the When We Were Young Festival did for the scene, because it does feel like you know, it, it was actually, believe it or not, one year ago today when the announcement of that festival happened and like the whole world blew up because everybody was freaking out about it. And we realized like, oh, shit, a lot of people are still pining for this. And I think if that festival proved anything, it proved that there's still a lot of life left here for these bands in this scene. Um, and it feels like it's going to roll over into this year and beyond. Right. Like this Fallout Boy thing is kind of big, almost as a result of how big everybody was reacting to the scene in general last year with those weird moments of revitalization. Is there, is there something there? I think so. I think 
when well Fall Out Boy didn't play obviously but I wonder if almost like obviously albums take a lot longer than one year to create I'm not saying this is why um but like I wonder if they kind of sensed that people are still like looking for people like bands in the scene and that kind of gave them like another push to really go for it and like complete an album and release it a little bit even faster maybe than they would have I don't know I can't remember how long it's been since Mania that was 2018 right I think so. It's been quite a while. Um, I kind of yeah. expected another album from them by now. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the fact that people still do want to, I don't know, hang out. You know, for a scene so obsessed with death, there's a lot of life, you know, a lot of <laughs> life to be found. Very true. So yeah, in the next two months, we were getting Paramore and Fallout Boy. That's awesome. That is a great way to start the year, Nadia. I don't know how you feel, but I, I'm so I'm excited. Over the moon. Um, let's do a quick, uh, we've done the best of fallout boy podcast in the past where we've ranked all the albums. Let's do a quick re-rank right now live. I have not put any thought into this. I don't know how much thought you've put into it yourself. Um, but let's do it. Do you, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, you go first. I'm not prepared. I'm on Spotify. I'm looking at their discography. Okay. Here I go. I'm going off the cuff and I don't remember. It's been, it was probably 2018 maybe when we did uh, this ranking originally, or it may have even been before. I know Kyle and I did it. I can't remember if you were on that podcast and I don't remember what I said. Um, All right. Number seven, Save Rock and Roll. That album, um, well, I was so stoked on it when it came out and it was a cool return from the band. It doesn't hold up for me as much. I just don't listen to it. I don't go back to it. So I feel like I got to rank that seventh. I'll put take this to your grave sixth. Um, I still love it. You know, it's an incredible pop punk album, but it's hard to like argue the merits of that album against what the band went on to do because they just did so many better things than that album. Still holds a special place in my heart, but put it at six. Five, uh, Mania. Like I mentioned, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've even recently, that's probably the album I've been listening to the most over the past few months of theirs. Um, so a lot of great tracks on it. Um, let's see. Number four, I'll go from under the cork tree. It's a stone cold classic. I know a lot of people will, you know, consider this their best. I still like it a lot, but I think they did some better stuff like, uh, number three, Folly Adieu, um, an album that I know you love and an album that I don't, I still, people have come around on it. It was one of those albums that people didn't really get into it when it came out, but then after fallout boy was gone, everybody came back around on it. It's still incredible. I was listening to it earlier today. It's fantastic. Uh, number two, American beauty, American psycho. That's my hot take. I think that album is so damn good. It is just banger after banger. Um, you know, if you're one of the take this to your grave as the best fallout boy album, people, you probably don't like this album, but sorry, I think it's fantastic. And then number one for me is still and always will be Infinity on High. It's just the band's peak. Um, it is, yeah, it's one of the best albums, not just Fallout Boy, but the best albums the scene ever produced. So there you go. There's my ranking, Nadia. Oh my gosh, I'm not prepared. Um, okay, number seven. You're gonna hate me. You know, I know you hate me every time I do a ranking. Okay, number seven. Take this to your grave. I've spent the least time with it. It's never gonna be number one, even if you think that it's that good. Um, Mania is number with you. six. I ranked it sixth. Like, so. I don't know, man. I just maybe I got to go back to it. Um, Mania is number six. I still have not fully come around to the pop side of Fallout Boy, even though I will say 
Mania actually does have some of my favorite Fallout Boy tracks. I just think as a whole, not my fave direction that they went in. Sure. Um, number five is Save Rock and Roll. Uh, number four is American Beauty, American Psycho. Again, I I spent more time with that one, so I feel like I can rank it higher just because I'm more familiar with it, but it's definitely not their best. Um, number three for me is Cork Tree. Number two is Infinity on High. And obviously, number one is Fully Ado. Always and yeah. forever. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with ranking that album number one for sure. A hundred percent. I listen to it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I went back, like I said, I was listening to it earlier today and I'm always kind of blown away with like, I mean, Patrick's vocals on that album are just absolutely nuts. Um, he's out of this world. And I mean, his progression as a vocalist anyway is like one of the main storylines of Fallout Boy over the years. But um, I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table with this new album. hundred so. percent. It sounds like it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Um, let's talk about Sad Summerfest real quick. You texted me about this. I I need to go back and look because I don't remember this festival having this many tour dates. This is going to a lot of cities across the country. Let me just count them real quick. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 cities. Uh, that seems like a big deal. They did not do this in the past. And if they did, I am totally blanking on it but most shockingly they're coming here to indianapolis and the reason that excites me is because stand atlantic is on the tour and if you came to our website at all last year um or the past three years you know how head over fucking heels i am for this band um out of australia they're going to be here in indianapolis i cannot wait for it taking back sunday's the headliner We've got the main Paris, Hot Mulligan, Mom Jean, Stand Atlantic, and then a number of like sort of one-off. They'll be on a date or two. Bands: Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, LS Dunes, Motion City Soundtrack, and the big one. When I saw the name, I almost lost my mind. Head Automatica. It's this pop uh, side project of Daryl Palumbo, the lead singer of Glassjaw. I don't know the last time that he performed his Head, Head Automatica, but it's been a while, and I immediately was like stoked to see them. But it's only going to be on two dates, and those two dates do not include Indianapolis. So that's a bummer. But still get to see Stand Atlantic, get to see Paris, uh, another one of my favorite bands. Um, this is this is big news, right? This is a big tour, and it's coming to Boston too. So, like, tell me your reaction. Are you excited to go? Are you going to go? How are you feeling about it? I still have not made it out to one. And I remember when they announced the first one. And I think Worcester was actually the first one that they announced. Worcester, actually, no, not everybody is from this side of things. Worcester is from outside of Boston. Anyway, um, I'm just looking all the way back at their Instagram. The first tour did 16 dates. It's just, oh. it wasn't. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I don't. I thought I remembered it being so much smaller. Um, yeah, I did too. Maybe it's just because it never bigger. came to Indianapolis. I just like yeah, crossed it no. off my mind and didn't pay attention. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't gone. Um, but yeah, I do like the lineup this year. I would love to see Hot Mulligan. They're a big uh, bucket list band of mine. They're actually touring with the Wonder Years, but I don't think I can make it out to that show that they're touring with them with. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it out to Sad Summer, but I hope you do. I Yeah, there's no question. It's going to take a lot to stop me. There's, I've got several concerts already lined up for this year, including Under Oath, which is coming here in March, uh, Sad Summer Fest. It's going to be a fun fun spring and summer here in Indy. I can't wait to get back out to some shows, um, take some photos, and write about them for It's All Dead. As we've mentioned on this podcast, um, we've been 
shouting out our most anticipated albums and music moments of this coming year. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, go to our website um, and take a look. Um, Also, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like it, subscribe. We've got much more to come. Paramore's coming. We're not going to be able to shut up about it, I'm sure. Um, I can already feel Nadia's five-star album review on its way. She's probably already written it, Um, but it's going to be an exciting time. Whenever I have like an album that I really want to write about and I know that it should be five stars, I never know what to say about it. So the review is not going to be five stars, but the album is going to be five stars. You can bet that. There you go. (laughs) All right. That is going to do it for tonight. Nadia, thank you for joining me. Anytime. Anytime. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. We will, uh, you'll hear from us again soon and we hope to hear from you. Follow us on social media. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know what you would like to see us talk about on the site and the pod. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of Long Live the Music. I'm Kyle Hawk and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Long Live the Music. If you like our show, come find us on Twitter and Facebook at It's All Dead. And of course, come visit our website, itsalldead.com. <laughs>